December 15th. And now, as we turn our attention to the reading of the New Testament, it'll be today from the book of Revelation, chapter 6, verses 1 through 17. The world ruler, Antichrist, begins his conquest of the nations by peacefully taking control. He has a weapon, but no ammunition. And men are saying, peace and safety, peace and safety. You know, Satan usually declares peace before he declares war. So beware his offers. Now, there are two important writers in Revelation, Antichrist at the opening of the book and Christ at the close. The prefix anti in Greek means instead of, as well as against. You see, the world ruler is a counterfeit Christ, energized by the master counterfeiter Satan. John does not use the term Antichrist. Instead, he calls him the Beast. You see, the world would not receive the true Christ, but it will receive the false Christ. Well, soon the world is at war, and suffering results from famine and plagues, and cosmic disturbances. Jesus said these things would happen. The martyrs are seen under the altar, because that's where the blood was placed. Death, for Jesus' sake, is not waste. It is, in fact, sacrifice and worship. They pray not for personal vengeance, but for God's glorification and vindication. When it appears that God is not working as you think He should, be patient and let Him do His will in His time. And with that, let's begin our reading today in the New Testament. December 15th, Revelation chapter 6, verses 1 through 17. As I, John, watched, the Lamb broke the first of the seven seals on the scroll. Then one of the four living beings called out with a voice that sounded like thunder, Come! I looked up and saw a white horse. Its rider carried a bow, and a crown was placed on his head. He rode out to win many battles and gain the victory. When the Lamb broke the second seal, I heard the second living being say, Come! And another horse appeared, a red one. Its rider was given a mighty sword and the authority to remove peace from the earth. And there was war and slaughter everywhere. When the Lamb broke the third seal, I heard the third living being say, Come! And I looked up and saw a black horse, and its rider was holding a pair of scales in his hand. And a voice from among the four living beings said, A loaf of wheat bread or three loaves of barley for a day's pay. And don't waste the olive oil and wine. And when the lamb broke the fourth seal, I heard the fourth living being say, Come! And I looked up and saw a horse whose color was pale green like a corpse, and death was the name of its rider, who was followed around by the grave. They were given authority over one-fourth of the earth to kill with the sword and famine and disease and wild animals. And when the Lamb broke the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of all who had been martyred for the word of God and for being faithful in their witness. They called loudly to the Lord and said, O Sovereign Lord, holy and true, how long will it be 
before you judge the people who belong to this world for what they have done to us? When will you avenge our blood against these people? Then a white robe was given to each of them, and they were told to rest a little longer until the full number of their brothers and sisters, their fellow servants of Jesus, had been martyred. I watched as the Lamb broke the sixth seal, and there was a great earthquake. The sun became as dark as black cloth, and the moon became as red as blood. Then the stars of the sky fell to the earth like green figs falling from trees shaken by mighty winds. And the sky was rolled up like a scroll and taken away, and all of the mountains and all of the islands disappeared. Then the king of the earth, the rulers, the generals, the wealthy people, the people with great power, and every slave, and every free person, all hid themselves in the caves and among the rocks of the mountains. And they cried to the mountains and the rocks, Fall on us, and hide us from the face of the one who sits on the throne, and from the wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of their wrath has come, and who will be able to survive? God does things by a system. He has a system. The more you have in your life, the more systems you have to have in your life to accommodate those new dimensions in your life. You have a baby, you need a system. You have a house, you need a system. You get a job, you need a system. You own your own business, you need a system. The more God adds to your life, the more systems have to be in your life. Your God is systemic. He didn't create oak trees and palm trees and, and, and grass and roses and not have a system of reproduction in place. He said, I created it so that everything had the seed inside of itself. You will read that each thing had the seed inside of itself. What is the seed? The seed is the future. The future was inside of the tree. So every time you need grass, God didn't have to come down from heaven and say, <clears throat> let there be grass. Because God already had a system in place to accommodate the future. Let there be oak trees. God would be wore out. But he had a system. And each system required that you understand that there is a seed inside of the tree, a seed inside of the bush. There, the future is inside of you. Put your hand on your stomach right now. Put your hand on your belly and say, my future is inside of me. God has things in you you haven't tapped into yet. Whether you're 8 or 80, the reason you woke up this morning is because God isn't finished with you. He's got something else for you to do. You haven't sung your best song. You haven't preached your best sermon yet. You haven't thought your greatest thought. You haven't written down your greatest idea. You haven't dreamed your best dream. Baby, you haven't laughed your, left, your best laugh. You haven't had your greatest day yet. It's somewhere inside of you. There's all kind of stuff down inside of you waiting to come out. You're a miracle looking for a place to happen. You're a testimony looking for a place to be delivered. You have got all kinds of things locked up inside of you that are about to come forth for such a time as this. The time is right. The stage is set. The conditions are in order. And something awesome is about to happen in your life. Don't let anybody tell you you're too young. Don't let anybody tell you you're too old. Don't let anybody tell you you're finished. Every day you wake up in the morning, it's a sign. The best is yet to come.
and I've got something to tell you whether you're a man or a woman, whether you're young or old, whether you're 8 or 80, I know this is going to shock you, but I came to tell you you're pregnant. You should see the man looking at me. With dreams and vision and ministry and purpose and hope and concepts and ideas is down inside of you and when the season is right and the conditions are right and everything lines up in order you're going to give birth to things that you have never dreamed of before and i just came to tell you that you're coming into your season you're coming into your time. You're about to come into your zone, baby. Things are about to click for you. Your alarm clock is about to go off. You're about to fly into orbit. Devil should have killed you when he had the chance. Because it's too late now. Something is about to happen. Psalm 134, verses 1 through 3. Have you ever given thanks for the people who work the night shift? Were it not for them, you would have no electricity or water at night, no fire or police protection, or no emergency service at the hospital. While you're asleep, others are serving, so be grateful. But do the people on the night shift give thanks? Perhaps not. The psalmist here admonished the priests in the temple to give thanks as they served God and the people at night. It may have been a lonely ministry, but it was an important ministry. Your high priest in heaven intercedes for you day and night. He never grows weary or impatient. Have you told him you're thankful for his faithful ministry? Are you willing to be like him and serve others, even on the night shift? Psalm 134, verses 1 through 3. A song for the ascent to Jerusalem. Oh, bless the Lord, all you servants of the Lord, you who serve as night watchmen in the house of the Lord. Lift your hands in holiness and bless the Lord. May the Lord, who made heaven and earth, bless you from Jerusalem. Proverbs chapter 30, verses 1 through 4. The message of Agur, son of Jacquet. An oracle. I am weary, O God. I am weary and worn out, O God. I am too ignorant to be human, and I lack common sense. I have not mastered human wisdom, nor do I know the Holy One. Who but God goes up to heaven and comes back down? Who holds the wind in his fists? Who wraps up the oceans in his cloak? Who has created the whole wide world? What is his name and his son's name? Tell me if you know.